Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie. My name's Adam Patterson. With me today, we got Kevin Rakestraw. Hey, Kevin. Hello. We're also joined by Ryan Holes. Hey, Ryan. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, Kevin and I are challenging ourselves to find <laughs> movies Ryan likes in the hopes that we'll reach a coveted 10 out of 10. You can join in on the conversation by sending your movie suggestions for Ryan to podcast at filmpulse.net or by sending me a DM on Twitter at filmpulse.net. If you like the show or even if you don't, please consider checking out the Frederick's Ataxia Research Alliance website at curefa.org. Org. Now, this is a bit of a special show for a couple reasons. The first being that this is episode number 299. Kevin wanted me to say that this was 300, but I couldn't do it. I just, because I know if I said it was 300, I would forever be thinking that the numbering was off and it would drive me insane. So mm, it's episode it's 200. We're, we're almost at 300 episodes of Ryan Watches a Movie. So I think that that's pretty damn incredible. The other thing is we're going to be reviewing, or Ryan's going to be reviewing a new movie, relatively new, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. He went to the theater to see that. Kevin took him. So that's pretty exciting. But I think the most exciting thing of all is to reveal a secret that Kevin and I have been keeping from you, Ryan, all year. You ready for secrets? You ready for secrets? Uh, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You should be excited. <laughs> So for those of you listening, we changed the format of Ryan Watches a Movie in 2019. So before all the previous episodes, we were picking out bad movies that we thought Ryan would hate. And we were having fun listening to him just shit all over these movies and make fun of them and talk about how much he hated them. And for 2019, we decided to take a more positive spin on it. And our goal, as I said at the top of the show, was to find movies that he would like movies that we're we're looking for like not not just like but we're trying to find movies that he'll love the goal is to find movies that he's never seen before or maybe a movie that he hasn't seen in a really long time and sort of forgot about and reintroduce him to that movie and give him some joy so what we've been doing is throughout the year we've been keeping a spreadsheet of all the movies that he liked the score that he got when it came out and We've been making donations to the Frederick C. Taxi Research Alliance for every movie that he scored an eight, a nine, or a ten. So, Ryan. Yeah, it is pretty cool. (laughs) So, like that. Where's where's your enthusiasm now? (laughs) It should be through the roof. We. In 2019, Kevin and I have donated a total of $1,200 to the Frederick State Taxi Research Alliance. And that is, and that is for the, the past 18 episodes. So in 2019, we did 18 episodes of this show. And anytime you scored an 8, 9, or 10, we donated accordingly. So if, if you scored a movie an 8, we each donated 50 bucks. If you scored a 9, we each donated 75. And if you gave it a 10 out of 10... We donated a hundred dollars, each of us. So you guys were fucking for a couple weeks. giving out ten at first. You only gave out one ten the whole time. So you yeah. you gave out one ten. Uh, you gave out three eights. You gave out four nines. There was a there was a, like a three a three week span there where you gave out nines. It was like nine nine nine. So for 
Upgrade, Hunt for the Wilder People, and Avengement. You gave all three of those nines. So that was $75 a pop from both myself and Kevin. It's a one fifth total, right? Yes. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, again, it was eight was 50, nine was 75, 10 was 100. And that was from each of us. It was actually Kevin who came up with this idea. And then I really loved it right off the bat and was like, you know, I'll, I'll match what you're doing. And we just kind of developed it from there. Mac. Yeah, you're welcome. Now we're going to have to come up with something. But thanks for doing to the crippled children because I'm an asshole. <laughs> and I hit on movies. You liked a lot of movies. In fact, all of the movies that we covered over the last 18 episodes you liked, there was only one that you didn't like, and that was Demolition Man, which you scored a five. So the way that, yeah. we, the way that we've been ranking it is if you give it a six or above, that's I would we consider that you liked it. So of the 18 movies that you reviewed, you gave an eight or above to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So nine of them. So half of them you actually scored a, an eight or above, which I think is, I, I think that's successful on our part. Like, I think we've been oh, doing, yeah. a, I think we've been doing a pretty solid job of picking movies that you're going to like. That's 50%. So yeah, that's, yeah. Good numbers. 50% eight and above, too. Those aren't even like sevens and sixes and sevens. Those are eight and above. So we're going to have to come up with uh, something else for, for next, for 2020. So just so you know, it's not going to be the same thing. So don't be handing out tens all over the, all over the place. Oh, I make you guys go broke. I'm giving a ten to everything. You can try it this. You can try it this this year, but it's not gonna. It's not gonna work. We we already have. We're already formulating some different uh, ideas for 2020. So, yeah, another secret. Yeah, another secret. So, uh, goddamn secrets. We always got secrets. Uh, yeah, for those of you listening, I would implore you to check out curefa.org and donate yourself. It's a really good cause. And uh, I let, let's let's find a, let's get a cure. Let's get a cure going for this Frederick C. Taxi bullshit. With that, I, I have a feeling. I think we can jump into our this review here, but I have a feeling that uh, things aren't going to go so so good with no, this. No, we, we can we we can wrap up the donation. Yeah. <laughs> You are correct. Yeah. So, just as just for some backstory, you're you're a a pretty big Star Wars fan. I would say you're not. I wouldn't put you in the camp of the like diehard crazy Star Wars fans. The 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 toxic variety that have been sort of plaguing Twitter over the last couple of years. But I would say that you're a casual Star Wars fan like myself. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I would agree. Uh, I like them more because the first three, well, I guess technically the second three, they're on TV almost every weekend. So I watch them here and there, and I understand almost everything, and I like them. <laughs> Okay. The first thing. And I like the 
first the new one. Okay. But the second and third, I've come on the conclusion that they just had to grow on me. Uh, I haven't seen them enough. Got it. And so you're you're okay, so you're talking about the new trilogy, right? Not the prequel trilogy. You're talking about the yeah, new trilogy. Yeah. You you gotta the count. They're not even canon for you. No. They're, not, they're not even in the Ryan Star Wars canon. No. I mean honestly they're not really in the canon for me either. Let's let's be real. Now just, you guys can do that? I just, I just did. Ryan did too. So, so they go. Now, Kevin, you you are also, I would say, a you're a fan of the the original three films. You just mm-hmm. saw those. If if you're a listener of the weekly podcast, it was a couple of years ago now. Maybe what four years ago or something? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's semi recently. Yeah, like maybe four years ago, you re, you visited the original trilogy for the very first time, which was, was an interesting conversation that, that those movies are so fresh for you seeing them now as an adult. I often wonder how I would feel about them if I saw them now rather than when I was a a kid, but I also wonder that either way you liked all three of them for the most part. And Mm -hmm. you, if I remember correctly, you liked the, the first of the new trilogy, the the J.J. Abrams one, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you watch? Because I know the last time we spoke, you hadn't seen the the second one, the Ryan Johnson one. No, still have not seen. St- it. So okay, so you you skipped eight. You went you went from seven straight to nine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, did you like read anything to to like? prep yourself for it or did you just go into to nine like i just i, just, I went into it i figured i'll be able to piece it together you know i'll Are be you? able to figure it out D- did you were I you able so. the only the only thing that i was a little bit confused on is i was like okay i guess luke skywalker is dead now Oh, um, yeah, let's uh, let's say spoilers for this uh, <laughs> before before Kevin keeps blabbing about because I asked Ryan about that because I know that Luke Skywalker showed up in that but the last Jedi I know that he's like you know on this rocky island drinking milk from some weird ass creature but I I, I didn't know that like something bigger happened. Yeah. He asked me about it, honestly. I've only seen the second new one one time. So I didn't remember it at all. Yeah, I mean he likes sac- he like sacrifices himself basically. Yeah, in like yeah. a weird in like a weird way. Sort of like an Obi Wan Kenobi way, where he just like makes himself disappear. I don't know what cool sacrifices yeah, I, himself uh, to the force. I talked to one of my friends about it right afterwards, and uh, the same thing, uh, like, they were explaining certain questions, and, and as they were explaining it, I was kind of remembering it, so I sort of, like, remembered after the fact. 
I can remember on the spot. Okay. So I, I would say that all three of us are not Star Wars experts. I don't, I don't think that, that any of us are really steeped in the lore and the history. We don't read the, the, the novels and all of that stuff. So there's a certain amount of uh, ignorance, I think, that we have going into this this movie. But with that being said, Ryan, what were your initial thoughts on the rise of Skywalker? I was confused a lot. Mm. And it seemed like when like when they were at the writing room, they're like, oh, we can make this happen, but we have to bring somebody back to life. Like it just seemed like one big excuse. Yeah, uh I mean I, I agree with you. To a certain extent, I feel like this was, they were trying to wrap everything up. Before I continue, this is directed by J.J. Abrams as well. This is like the the first one in the new trilogy. I think that they were trying to do the most fan service things that they could in this. And they were trying to wrap the entire anthology up in a in a satisfying way for fans. Even though I think that that happened at the expense of good storytelling and uh, uh, an actual like satisfying. Well, you know what? I I think the conclusion was fine other than like specifics, you know, like the the, like what she says at the end and all of that. I still I still I still like the race race Star Wars. (laughs) I think that's hilarious. Uh, but I think a lot of what they did was it felt lazy. Like just to me, it felt lazy, like bringing back all these ghosts and stuff and, and do, doing all that. It was bad. And it was, it was just really corny too. Extremely it, corny. It was corny, but I almost give it a pass just because if you watch the original trilogy, that's kind of corny too. You know, yeah, I, that's true. And there were too many fucking droids. Ooh. Yeah, I love how they just keep adding drama. <laughs> I, I almost, yeah, the new one that they added, I thought I thought was like completely pointless to add that droid. It, it was to me adding that droid almost felt like, oh, we need to we need to add something for merchandise. You know, we need to add some. Yeah. We we need to add a new droid because you know BB-8 was pretty damn popular when that was first introduced, and then. In the the Ryan Johnson directed one, those the I think they're called Porgs, the little the little creatures that were on yeah. uh, the island with Luke, like those things were were pretty damn popular for a minute too. And for this one, it's like oh, you need got to introduce something, so put in it put in a new droid. But then of course they also did introduce uh, what, what was his name? Damn it, I always forget his name. The little the oh, little the, guy. Oh frick. Was it Frick? Babu Frick or something? Babu like Frick, that? yeah. <laughs> Introduced him and he was pretty awesome, I thought. Yeah, I was, I was a fan. I like that little guy. Dumb piece of shit, Babu Frick. <laughs> he's so adorable. I mean he's no he's no baby Yoda, but I mean, man. I thought he was pretty cool. Oh god. Fucking baby Yoda. Jesus Christ. What is baby Yoda? 
see you guys grow up. My God. Baby Yoda is actually 50 years old. and Which makes it even weirder. <laughs> they never named the species. <laughs> they never named the species of what Baby Yoda is. But they did. I think they did reveal its name. Baby Yoda loves him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? Uh, are you, are you reading Yoda. some? Ryan's reading some Mandalorian fan fiction over here. <laughs> I think I read that I googled Baby Yoda. Uh, maybe. Ryan, when I talked about Rise of Skywalker on the, the regular podcast, all I did the whole time was talk about the Mandalorian and how you should just watch the Mandalorian instead of going to see the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I totally agree with that. They, they should have made Rise of Skywalker at like uh, a Hunger Games thing. Where they split the last two and split the last one and the two because way too much is crammed in there. Yeah, I agree. They do cram a lot in into this, for sure. It, it's funny because to me, The Rise of Skywalker feels more like a TV show than The Mandalorian. I would rather watch The Rise of Skywalker on Disney Plus and see The Mandalorian in theaters. And I also wanted, uh, I think they should have the same director for all three of them. Well, they did, well, they did for two, two of the three. And I thought Ryan Johnson did a, did a good job with episode seven. I mean, sorry, episode, yeah, I mean, episode it's eight. It, it just breaks up the story. It does. I mean, if you remember when episode seven came out, the one of the big complaints was that it was too much like the original trilogy. It followed the same beats as the original movies. Like it felt like it was almost a remake of those, just with new characters. And then when eight came out, people were like, Whoa, this is way too different. Like I am not on board with this. And then and then nine came out and it was back to the kind of fan servicey stuff. And I think the hardcore fans really enjoyed this, but I think the more casual fans like, like us and critics did not like it. Yeah. I have a, a, a buddy of mine at work. He's really into star Wars big time. You know, he's, and it, it, when he came back after seeing it opening night, which I think his buddy got in line at like one o'clock in the afternoon, to see it and uh he said it was absolutely perfect like they couldn't they they couldn't have changed anything like it was just it was absolutely perfect they did oh, everything correct everything well <laughs> it it bugged me that they that it felt like a lot of the development like the character development and stuff like that that they seemed to be doing in episode eight they sort of just did away with a lot of that stuff for nine, because I think a lot of people complained. And then, of course, they introduced like the love story between Ray and Kylo Ren. And I thought, yeah, I didn't, I felt like that was the force, too. Like, that didn't like really, it was just in there to fill time. It, it seemed to me like she had a lot more chemistry with John Boyega's characters, Finn. Like, they seemed. It seemed like there was something going on between the two of them, but then they never did 
d- developed that in any way. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. In fact, in fact, I thought a lot of the the more compelling characters, like Oscar Isaac's character Poe Dameron, I thought a lot of them took a back seat in this, and I found that to be a little disconcerting as well. And I like Daisy Ridley's character. I like Ray, but the thing that kind of bugged me was the overuse of the communication thing that she had with Kylo Ren's character, how they're always going into each other's minds or whatever, whatever that was that they were doing. That was something I was coming about right afterwards. And they could see each other's thoughts what we would need a movie. Like, why? Like, they can see each other do everything themselves. Why do they need a big movie to show that off? I don't know. Yeah, like, I told, like I told Ryan, like, if I had that ability, I would just, I'd be using it all the time. I mean, you can make someone go crazy pretty quickly. Yeah, just stay there. Fucking popping up all the time, <laughs> like like every five seconds. Just checking in, just checking in, seeing how you're doing. Where are you at? Where are yeah. you doing? <clears throat> just to just to slap you in the back of the head. <laughs> and it also made me kind of angry that everyone <clears throat> in that darkness. Is alive in real life, but everyone that is alive in real life died. It's not, you know, what like Luke and Han Solo, they're both alive, man. Yes, they are, but it feels like they knew that was dead, but they had her in this. As a, like, full-time character. Well. Because they were a big character. Well, I, I don't know if that was planned. I, that, that could have been planned beforehand. Like, that might have been that character's story arc. And it just, unfortunately, so happened that, yeah, that Carrie Fisher passed away. But do you really get the sense that they mapped out these three films ahead of time. I don't. Because it's I, really, I, 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 I really, <laughs> there's I, no way that they did. Cause it makes no sense to introduce, you know, a character like, uh, Rose Tico mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just be like, we're going to do absolutely nothing with her. In yeah. The movie. That's like, true. Th- that's true. There's I, no way. I did. I did laugh in the theater during that scene when, when she first shows up, and they were like, oh, you coming along? And she's like, no, General Leia wants me to check on these destroyer parts or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, they just wrote her out. Because <laughs> boy, did, I mean. like, boy just, did the fans hate her. It's just crazy to me that you have, you know, something that's this big, you know, culturally. And to do a, a new trilogy with it. And it just... To not map out a story ahead of time, yeah, that you can break into three different movies, like why? And why I, would I you mean, do that? May, maybe they did, and they just because of the backlash that Episode Eight got, maybe they were, maybe they scrapped it and tried to course correct 
with with nine. Maybe that's why it well, feels so sloppy. And you, and you can tell. You can tell. <laughs> yeah, I, I was pretty disappointed with it overall. I mean, when I left the theater, I was just like, oh, I'm I'm done. I'm I'm glad that this anthology, like the Skywalker anthology, is over. Because now I think that that leaves the Star Wars universe open to f- like fresh concepts, new ideas, new 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 storylines, new characters. I-, I think that the Star Wars universe is still one that can be tapped for a lot of really great things, and I think The Mandalorian is a great example of that. And I'm assuming that that show is very successful, and I'm hoping that the success of that show is is influencing Disney to branch out and create some more creative stories within this universe. I hope when they make this new trilogy, the when whatever it is in 2021, I think, that they get the same director from continuity and they map out the story beforehand and uh, just general planning. Yeah, Ryan, I, I think you make a good point there. I I agree. I think that if they're going to do a new trilogy, they need to find a, a solid director that's able to, to handle it and does all three of them. I mean, if you, again, going back to The Mandalorian, if you look at that, John Favreau, I think he wrote every episode of that and he he was the showrunner. He he controlled that whole thing. There were different directors, but only only a handful of, of directors um, were involved with it. But that had a, a, a singular vision, that show. And I think that uh, the, the movies need, if you're doing a trilogy and they're all connected and they're, they're telling one overarching story, that it needs to have that same kind of singular vision. When you have these movies that are just wildly different like both aesthetically and thematically it it doesn't work it feels disconnected it feels just not very not very good sloppy no it's it's interesting to me that the the comparison looking at the rotten tomatoes a page for this movie that it has a 53% critics 86% audience so that's a pretty wide gap there yeah i've seen worse but man i can't remember what movie that was there was a movie that came out last year that was had a crazy spread i I wish i remembered what what movie that was where like audiences were loving it It had like a hundred percent and critics were at like 12 or something (laughs) i can't remember what movie that was but i don't know what do you think of the star wars in general, Ryan, what do you think about the what's the outlook? What's your outlook on Star Wars right now? I hope they keep going, but like start fresh and like uh, like the first three. I want to feel like I felt when I saw them the first time. Yeah, I think we're all kind of chasing that, chasing that that warm feeling. That warm Star yeah, Wars think, nostalgia. I don't, I don't think you're gonna get it, guy. I don't either. Addicts. I don't either. But again, The Mandalorian came pretty damn close for me. And as far as the new ones, uh, two people in my head would be 
Soy como tiene because he a basically on the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. He, and he directed the uh, finale. Would Quintertino be do you think Quintertino Star Wars be right? <laughs> no. <laughs> here's here's the thing, like because Tarantino was was supposedly working on a Star Trek movie. Like that was going to be his final, his 10th and final movie. It was going to be Star Trek and it was going to be rated R and, you know, have that Tarantino style to it. I think that whether he, he would never do Star Wars. Like, I don't think that would ever happen. But if he did Star Trek or Star Wars, I think that he's a director that can handle ensembles really well. And Star Wars is typically an ensemble piece you know it's really it's 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 an important thing but i think that star wars also works within genre tropes you know you have like the a lot of them are are kind of inspired by samurai films and i think that tarantino also works well within genre tropes so he would never be tapped to to direct star wars I don't think Disney would ever want Tarantino to be in their catalog, but but I think if he did, he'd probably kill it. I don't know. Kevin, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't know if I would go so far as kill it because I don't know if that's really a good fit. Like, I just can't see that, but I would have to say that I'm 99.9% sure that it would be better than uh, Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) I think think that's an incredibly safe bet. (laughs) I mean, pretty much you get any like semi, I don't know. I I think Taika Waititi would probably do a really great job with it too. If, if they got anybody, I would imagine John Favreau would, would be in the running for sure because Favreau seems to be a darling of Disney. You know, he's, he did all those live action Disney movies, and he also did The Mandalorian. So I think it's probably a safe bet that Favreau is going to be doing a Star Wars movie. Maybe not, though. Maybe he did The Mandalorian. That's all he needed to, to be satisfied. Okay, I would like to see a one-off, one-off movie that he, like Star Wars movie that he does. Like, like Rogue One is a one-off I hope they don't do another trilogy. I'd like to see more one-off movies for a while before another trilogy because I think I prefer the one-off stories. That was one of the things I liked about The Mandalorian is like each each episode was its own standalone thing. I liked that. Uh, but well, I, I, you can watch them right in a row. Like they come out on a weekly basis. So you're not waiting forever to remember everything that happened. Yeah, yeah. All right, any final thoughts on Rise of Skywalker before we close it out? Uh, do I have to give it a score? Oh, yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess we do have to give it a score. Uh, all right, Ryan, what do you give Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker? Seven. Seven out of ten. Oh, I, mean, I was gonna say six, but you were the the, the, the well, I already told you the donations are locked in. I would say we were... somewhere between a six and a seven. 
I told you, we we locked it in. We already we're done with the donation. So you're not getting any more money out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a, six and seven. I mean, you you didn't. What, what was positive for you about this? <laughs> the fact was Star Wars. So Star Wars, just being Star Wars, just the fact that it is Star Wars, is worth at least what six points. Okay, so as long as it's Star Wars, it's an automatic five. Wow. Yeah, I put the first three. You, uh, the, the prequels, the one, yeah. yeah. And I would assume that like the Ewok adventure or the Star Wars holiday special uh, they would, <laughs> would, would also not be part of that, the Ewok adventure. Uh, okay, I'm just, I'm kind of speechless with that that score but we'll we'll go with it i already did so it's locked in all right incredible uh any final thoughts uh on the rise of skywalker before we close it out no no you're you're so you're saying you're reiterating for the next trilogy same director all three uh, yes okay all right. Uh, what do you have in mind for for next time we meet? What what genre are you feeling? Action. Action. Nice. All right. We'll have an action one lined up for you. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can send us your picks for Ryan to podcastatfilmpulse.net. You can fo- follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net, at filmpulsekevin, and at my legs don't work. If you have a minute, consider giving us a review on your podcast platform of choice. For Kevin Rakes, John Ryan Holes, my name is Adam Patterson. We'll see you later. See ya.